0: Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future Is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011, at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfuturesmissing.com. Thank you. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be reviewing the films Explorer, Adventures of Elmo in Grouchland, North, and Beauty and the Beast 3D. So, to start off the show, we are going to be talking about the HGNet and kids scene movie, Explorers, with Sam Connon, who is in New Mexico, and me, who's here in Colorado. So, Sam, why don't you tell me a little bit about the plot of this film, Explorers?
3: Actually, that was one of the big things that I objected to about it, because the plot was extremely unclear. It's about these kids who somehow discover a way to create a spaceship, and then they go to an alien's ship, and then the aliens sprout gibberish, and then they're reprimanded by their dad, and the kids go home. Mm -hmm. It's really weird.
0: (laughs) I actually found the plot one of the best things about this movie. I didn't necessarily... Relate to the film. It didn't really resonate with me, except I have a younger brother who's seven and he's totally into spacecrafts and things like that. And he was obsessed with this film. So I think it's good for the age group and like the target audience that it's going for. But I actually found the plot quite interesting. Like Sam said, it is about these boys who they build a spacecraft and they figure out some way to communicate with the aliens. And so they land on the alien spaceship. And they meet these aliens and they're absolutely nothing what they seem at all. And I actually thought that was pretty cool because the aliens are just like these teenage kids, but they look totally weird and crazy. And they've learned everything they know about humans from television. So the way they talk is like they talk through commercials and songs. And I actually thought that was like the best part of the movie when the kids went to the spaceship because they got to talk with the aliens. And it was just really funny.
3: Well, it was funny Oh, uh, listening to the aliens just sprout random gibberish from various commercials and TV shows. Um, and also, the costumes of the aliens were pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it but was pretty I cool that... considering when the film was made. It was uh, very yeah, theatrical. Yeah.
3: yeah, but I think that the sprouting random gibberish just went on too long without any explanation.
0: I do agree that they could have cut those scenes a bit short, but yeah. overall, I think it was pretty funny, especially, like I said before, for the target audience. So what did you think about the rest of the cinematography besides just, you know, the alien costumes? What did you think about the special effects considering the space travel and everything else in the movie?
3: One of the really funny scenes was uh, when the the kids are uh, trying to figure out how exactly to pilot the spacecraft. And um, they accidentally destroy a drive in movie theater. Mm-hmm. And so... It just happens to be a movie about space combat of some sort. And so the kid's spaceship is flying in front of the screen, and you cut to these uh, two teenagers in a car, and the guy is saying to the girl, you know, oh, that's so cheesy looking. I know exactly how they do all that. You know, they do blah, 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 and the spaceship almost crashes into their car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was funny, too. Another really funny scene that I thought used pretty good special effects was when the boys were trying to figure out how to like harness that um, that globe that sort of made the spaceship yeah, fly. Yeah. and when they were in um, the boys' basement, Wolfgang's basement, they like yeah. destroyed the whole thing. I thought that was pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. much. I thought the way that they did the special effects for the globe that helped the spaceship fly was pretty cool. And I also think that the way they they showed the spaceship flying through space was pretty cool, considering the age of the film and, you know, when it was made and what sort of special effects technology they had. But then I also think in the beginning of the film and then towards the end of the film, when the boys were dreaming that they were flying over this huge grid, I didn't think that was actually that well done even though it was quite some time ago i didn't think that it was quite up to par for my expectations so what did you think about the acting done in the film sam
3: as i said i the script i don't think was particularly well written but um because they just add in random characters at times with which absolutely do nothing for the plot but i think that the main characters um did are were really great acting uh for instance yeah. Um, Ethan Hawke, who played Ben, he was, he was very good at, uh, he was very good at, well, he, he really got into the character.
0: Yeah, I felt so too. I think that I wouldn't have to pick a favorite character out of the three boys because I thought they all did a really good job, but I do think, well, I take that back. I guess if I do had to pick a favorite character, it would definitely be Wolfgang because he seemed like the most into his character in my opinion.
3: Yeah. River Phoenix, who played mm-hmm. Wolfgang, yeah, uh, he was, uh, he was very excellent in that. And I would also have to choose Wolfgang as my favorite character because I'm a nerd. <laughs> and uh, uh but... I also
0: think Wolfgang's family was really funny because they were all really scientific like that. And he had so many brothers. And yeah. so his family was really crazy. And um when his dad came downstairs and he was just doing all the science, it was totally normal and not, you know, out of yeah. the ordinary that this- Child would be discovering space, life, and things like that. And that his
3: mouse is talking and
4: stuff. <laughs> you are Although- listening to Just- Voice America
0: Kids Network. I'm your host Raven Devanny, and today we are talking about the films *Explorers*, *Adventures of Elmo and Grouchland*, *North*, and *Beauty and the Beast* 3D. So, right now we're talking about *Explorers*, which is a story about three boys that go and discover space life using a homemade spaceship. And so I'm talking with Sam, and we're just talking a little bit more about the acting. So, Sam, do you have anything else to add about the way the boys did in the movie?
3: Uh, Well, they were very good. But one thing, uh, one little interesting thing, you might recognize the guy who plays Wolfgang um, as later on playing the young version of Indiana Jones in the beginning of The Last Crusade.
0: Uh Aha, yes, that does make sense. Well, that's cool that he was in both of those movies.
3: But yes, I'd have to say um, he was the most into his character.
0: I do agree with you about that. So what did you think about the soundtrack in this film? In my opinion, I actually didn't think that the music was harnessed well enough to help support the film. I think that it wasn't really used in a proper way. So what are your opinions about it?
3: I agree it wasn't used in a proper way, mainly because the music was much, much, much louder than the dialogue, so you couldn't understand a word they were saying.
0: Mm -hmm. I do agree, and And I don't think for most of it, the um the music didn't necessarily go along with what was happening. I mean, I get the whole yeah, it, space it, it theme it, music,
3: but you know, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It, it just the music really just didn't fit, and it was mm-hmm. too loud. So,
0: so what do you think the age group for this film would be? I know we were saying a bit earlier that. You know, in my opinion, I think it should be for younger boys, maybe ages, you know, six to 11, because my brother, he absolutely loved it. And my cousins, they watched it with my brother because my brother was like, oh, my gosh, you guys, you have to see this awesome movie. (laughs) So they liked it. And they were playing Star Wars and like all these other spaceship things while they were watching it.
3: (laughs) Well, I'd have to agree with you. In other words, like uh, six to uh, maybe 10 or so, because. Yeah. Any older than that. You start thinking about, like, the fundamentals of, you know, like, the reasons that the characters are doing stuff, and then you realize it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah,
0: nowadays, since we have, like, so much more technology and younger kids even watching cartoons... They're more advanced than some of these older films or, you know, TV shows. They're more advanced than some of these older films. And so when you start getting older, you start actually critically thinking about it. And you're like, oh, well, that's not really as modern as those other movies that I like. But when you're younger, you know, you just yeah. when
3: you're younger, you really don't care. You just like to see things blow up and aliens sprout gibberish, (laughs) 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 although there is no explosions in this.
0: Yeah, I know. There is no explosions in that. And I think something that I thought was actually really cool is the way that they did portray the aliens, because, you know, I was expecting it to be very typical as every other movie that I've seen from that time regarding space travel and aliens, where the boys were going to go and they were going to get captured by these tentacle green alien things and then they were going to have to escape and like save the planet or something like that I don't know very typical but the way that they portrayed the aliens were that they were just you know teenagers like all the rest of us and that they were just trying to like have fun and watch tv and hang out and they had parents that yelled at them and things like that and so it really was sort of being like oh yeah they're not that different which I thought was a very different way of showing it
3: it's a very different way, and it addresses a very serious subject, which is uh, racism. Mm-hmm. In terms of, well, in this case, it would be speciesism. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, it, it it um does this. It does basically a subliminal message of we're all the same. Just because somebody looks different or is from a different place, don't treat them any differently. Because they're saying very specifically in there, you know, we don't want to go to Earth. They'd kill us, the humans. Would kill us if we went there.
0: Yeah, because it's they it's absolutely had been... true because they're yeah. different. Yeah, because they had been watching, like I said, they got all their information from television, so they had been watching all of these movies about these aliens go, and they just completely get destroyed, because the people start getting afraid of them, and then they also show the aliens as being really bad in the movies, and the aliens that are in this film are like, that that, that doesn't make any sense, why would we want to go to Earth? We'd totally get destroyed. And so, even though that message of, you know, we're all the same, isn't that blatant about it and it's not you know younger kids might have a more difficult time picking it picking it up as easy as older kids would but they still are able to get that message and it's able to translate to them that like you know we're all the same
3: yeah I think that they're just that um the makers were just trying to get the idea into kids heads you know just because someone's different don't be mean to them basically Mm
0: -hmm. yeah absolutely so Sam how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five
3: I don't know because, really, there are a lot of um, there's a lot of weirdness and a lot of unnecessary stuff and a lot of technical problems with it. Um, but also, it has some some very interesting aspects. So I'd have to give it um, out of ten five stars.
0: Okay, well, thank you for that. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devanny from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
5: Kids safe, mother approved.
2: You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Remember my name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? This show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey,
0: and welcome back. First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven DeBani, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the film Adventures of Elmo in Grouchland with Makai Colvin in New Mexico. So how are you today, Makai? I'm good. How are you, Raven? I'm just fantastic. So, Makai, why don't you tell us about everybody's favorite little red monster and his adventure in Grouchland?
4: Well, our favorite little red monster is named Elmo. (laughs) And... So it starts out when Elmo wakes up in the morning and he tells the audience, he tells us who are watching the movie what his, he's telling us how he loves his blanket so much and he finds his blanket and he loves it so much and then he spills some orange juice on it in the morning. So he heads off to the laundry cleaning store to wash his blanket. And then a couple songs go on there. And the songs were very, I liked the songs. They were very joyful. And um, they were geared toward the right age that Elmo's geared towards, which that was really good. And the songs, like you could understand and the lyrics fit very well. So back to the story. And um, so after he goes out of the dry cleaning place, he brings his blanket out and then his friend sees the blanket and- and she takes that, and she's like, oh, what a soft blanket. And then and then the blanket rips, and Elmo gets super mad at her. Then, all of a sudden, Elmo falls into Grouch's... Um, well, the blanket falls into Elmo's... Into... Oscar the Grouch? Yeah. His yeah. hole. And Elmo has to go down and get the blanket. But all of a sudden... The blanket's in the portal to Grouchland, and Elmo just has to get his blanket because it's his favorite thing, and he loves it so much. <laughs> and then he I... has his adventure in Grouchland.
0: Now that you actually start bringing up the plot, I actually do remember watching this film when I was a little bit younger, and I remember loving it so much. So, Makai, do you think that you like this film? And even though that you're a bit older for you know Sesame Street and Elmo and things like that, what did you think of it?
4: Well, I like this film a lot, even though I am a bit older. It's something I wouldn't normally watch with, like, my friends or something. But it is a good movie. I wouldn't mind watching it too much every once in a while. I did watch Sesame Street when I was younger, so I knew all the characters, and that helped a lot. But if you didn't watch Sesame Street when you were younger, you'd probably still get it. Because it's a pretty easy movie to follow.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Sesame Street was my favorite show when I was growing up. I would watch it all the time. And since I have a younger brother and a ton of younger cousins and, you know, friends and people that I babysit, I've seen almost all of the Elmo movies and Sesame Street movies and things like that. So I definitely can relate to, you know, even though the fact that you're older, you're still able to watch it and enjoy it and things like that. So what did you think about the cinematography and the visuals of this film? I know everything in Elmo movies and Sesame Street is very whimsical and childlike and very theatrical. So what was it like in this film?
4: Well, this was kind of how you explained it. The puppets, they were very detailed and um, the fur was very, like, fluffy and everything. And even though every... well, um, Elmo's a monster, he He's not actually a scary monster. He's actually just like a little friendly little ball of red fluff. Mm -hmm. I think one of the
0: reasons that I like all of the characters, and I think the reason why I love them so much when I was younger, is because they almost do look like a blanket or like a stuffed animal or something that you'd be able to cuddle up with. So it's very relatable to, you know, like them and enjoy watching them and things like that. So, Makai,
4: do you think that you had a favorite character or scene in this film? A favorite character or scene well on Sesame Street the show my favorite character has always been Big Bird and Elmo and well I kind of like all of them but I knew I loved Big Bird and Elmo so in this movie there wasn't that much of Big Bird and there was a lot of Elmo, so he's one of my favorite characters. But my second favorite character was Oscar the Grouch, and I've always liked him, too. Like, the idea that you're living in a trash can is so silly and imaginative that um that I seem to like it a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking about The Adventures of Elmo and Grouchland, North, and Beauty and the Beast 3D. So right now we're talking about The Adventures of Elmo and Grouchland. And Makai was just telling me about her favorite characters and how in the TV show, Sesame Street, her favorite characters, you know, she loves everyone, but she likes Big Bird the most and like Elmo. And in this film, she really likes Oscar the Grouch. And I think I have to relate to you on that. I think in the television show, my favorite characters, well, I have two of them, would probably be Bert and Ernie, because I always thought they were so funny, and their personalities really went along quite well together.
4: Oh, you reminded me. Now, I think that's my favorite character, because Bert and Ernie, oh, sorry, did I interrupt you? Oh, no, go ahead, oh, Mackay. Okay, because Bert and Ernie, they were showing us the, the um the movie, and they're like, watch the movie, and then Bert or anything they come up, and they'd be like, stop the movie, and then, and then they come in the middle of the screen, and just look like a movie theater, and, um, and they're like, but what if Elmo can't get along, and, um, can't do it, and it's so sad, and they're all like, I don't want to watch this movie anymore, and then, um, and then Bert or Ernie palms one of them down whichever freaks out in the movie they're like oh don't worry who doesn't watch a movie without a happy ending so Mm -hmm. it's very it's it they go well very together they go well together very well and so it was really cool how they like added in like they were watching the movie with us Mm
0: -hmm. i always think that's cool in movies that they do i remember that um in one of the Lion King movies where they had Timon and Simba sort of like narrating the film and I think that's cool that they had Burton and Ernie narrating the film in this one because I love them I just think the way that they interact with each other is very comical and very entertaining to watch and it's almost like they represent two sides of us you know one of them is more quiet and not really out to go and be all crazy and have a lot of fun and then the other one's all crazy and full of energy and hyper and it sort of represents the two different sides that we have. I also think another one of my favorite characters well, my all-time favorite character is absolutely Oscar the Grouch just like you because like you said, the idea of living in a trash can is very funny and I also think just his personality and he's very pessimistic about everything but I think he's really funny and I just like him a lot. So, Makai, what did you think about the soundtrack in this film?
4: Well, this was kind of a musical film. It, it's not like one of those big musicals like The Lion King. That's a very big musical, but isn't the biggest. But it has a lot of songs where everybody sings together. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack is very friendly and nothing too sad or anything. So little kids can just understand it and just like be along with it.
0: Elmo is always very warm and inviting, and I love when he sings. Um, My favorite part of Sesame Street when I was younger would always be when Elmo would sing, when it would be like his part of the show. And so I definitely remember being younger and watching this film and, you know, watching him sing and being just very cute and inviting and just friendly, and kids can really relate with that. So, Makai, what do you think about the emotion in this film? I know that Elmo loses his blankie. And most kids growing up have a blankie or a stuffed animal or something that they're very attached to and that they love so much. And so losing that is something that everybody worries about when they're younger. So how do you think the emotion of this film was captured?
4: It was captured quite well. They didn't over... Well, in a kid's movie, they kind of overdo it. but They didn't mm. overdo it too much like some kid's movies. Um, In this movie, it was just like, uh, normal little kid, but it's a little monster, and he loses his blanket. So when you were a little kid, when how, how would you feel? Cause you must have lost your one important thing for a long time, or you must have lost your Halloween candy or something. And that's how Elmo felt, and he he was so he wanted to get that blanket so bad that he decided to go to Grouchland and get it back. And
0: just the fact that Elmo was so determined to do that, I think was so cute because he was like, I'm going to get my blankie back no matter what. So I thought that was very cute as well. So Makai, what do you think the age group for this film would be? I know we talked about it a little bit in the beginning of the film, but could you go into more detail about that with me? The age group would
4: probably be, I think think even like two-year-olds, three-month-olds, They like a lot of happy stuff like that. And if they Mm -hmm. can just, like, dance with it. Because I I know, like, a two-month-old that I saw once, and she used to watch, like, these very musical Elmo-y things with a lot of music. And if she can, like, dance to it and interact with it, like Elmo and Grouchland, she likes it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely things like that are good for kids. I think any younger age. age, until, like, until, like, seven you might not like it anymore because sometimes you grow out of stuff like that but you still like it when you're older you just don't watch it as much Mm -hmm.
0: it's not one of your top picks but I definitely agree with you on the age range being from very young even below a year old to being you know to six or seven and I think that's very appropriate Well, Mackay, thank you so much for telling me about this super cute Elmo film. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
5: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America
2: Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like cars 2 judy moody and the not bummer summer with coverage on aol kids voice america kids and working mother check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the kids first facebook page think you have what it takes to be one of america's next film critics just visit kidsfirst.org or the kids first facebook page and hurry you only have until the end of november to enter remember
5: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
2: The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back tune in to the terrence rogers show every monday at 3 p.m pacific 6 p.m eastern on the voice america kids channel you'll laugh cry and most importantly this show will reach out and touch your life you are tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel shh turn your phone off another movie is coming up
0: Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the film North. And today we have Makai with us again, and she's actually going to be interviewing me about this
4: film. So we're going to change it up a little bit. So, Makai, you can take it away. Okay. So, Raven, what did you think of this film, North?
0: Well, I thought this film was actually really funny um, it's about a boy who is the best at everything he does, and he's absolutely convinced that his parents completely like ignore him, and they don't even realize that he exists and that they don't appreciate his talent properly. And so he decides that it's okay for him to hire a lawyer and go find a family of his own. So he sets out to go find a family of his own, and it's absolutely hilarious. It's so cute and so funny
4: so this movie sounds like a very funny movie and it sounds like something i actually watch or um ranny the head would give us um in this movie did you watch it with your younger brother um like usual mm-hmm. well what happened was I actually
0: watched this film when I came home from school and I watched it and at first I was like oh I don't actually know anything about this film and I'm not sure how fantastic it's going to be or even if I'll like it at all and then I watched the whole thing and I loved it oh my goodness it was so funny and then my brother came home and I was like River you have to watch this so I ended up watching it twice in one night because it was so great and I just loved it so
4: much so this sounds like a very good film do you think River liked the film Oh, yes, he
0: absolutely loved it. He thought it was so funny. There were parts that we thought were just so hilarious that we would rewind it. And then I was watching it with my mom, too, and she thought it was really funny. So it was just, it was a really good movie all around.
4: So this movie is obviously for a wide span of ages, because I know you and your brother River are kind of far apart, but you both like this movie. So what ages do you think this movie would fit?
0: Well, I think this movie is perfect for all ages. Me and my brother are seven years apart, actually, and we both enjoyed it on the same level. We thought we both got the comedy. Maybe we might have got the comedy in different ways, but we both thought it was really funny, And my mom enjoyed it, too, like I said. So I think that this film is for all ages, and it's the perfect film for a movie night when, you know, you don't know exactly what you're going to watch, or, you know, you might not be able to decide on one thing. And if you watch this film, it's like everybody's going to enjoy it, and everybody's going to be able to get entertainment from it.
4: Yeah. So you think think the whole family could enjoy it, from teenagers to really young kids to mom and dad?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think everybody could enjoy this film because it does have a bit of adult humor that might be a tiny bit inappropriate for younger kids. But my brother actually didn't pick up on any of the jokes that my mom was picking up on. So I think it's just very well thought out and very comical for all ages.
4: So would you tell us a little bit more about this film? Well, this film stars Elijah
0: Wood, who plays North, and he's actually the one who plays um, the main character in Lord of the Rings, which I thought was cool to see him as a younger kid. And he is so talented and he's so great. And, you know, even as a younger kid, he's just very gifted and i thought this movie was very funny because you know north he goes around to try to find a ton of different parents and what happens is he puts up flyers all over the place saying that he's looking for parents and his real parents see these flyers and um they start freaking out because they actually you know have like a heart attack or not a heart attack they go into like a coma because they realize that Their son is trying to leave them, and so they're in a coma like this whole time, so they don't even know what's going on. And then, um, North goes around to all these different places. He goes to like where does he go, like Alaska, Hawaii, um, Texas, all these different
4: places. Oh, wow! So Mm -hmm. he goes from a really wide span, so like he goes all these different places. Um, when his parents find out. So they're so shocked they go in a coma. Are both of them shocked and go in a coma or just one?
0: Yeah, what happens is both of them, they actually open their front door and on the cover of the newspaper that's sitting on their front step, it says, you know, the front cover, it's like North is leaving his family, going out to find a new family. And they both just fall backwards and they're just stuck lying in that position. And they're completely in a coma and both of them just go into major shock. And it's really, really funny. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking about the film North and Beauty of the Beast 3D Edition. So right now we're talking about North, and Makai was just asking me a little bit about, you know, what was going on with this film and more about it, and I was just telling her how absolutely hilarious it, it is and how it's perfect for everyone in the family.
4: So Raven, what was your favorite character in this film? Hmm.
0: I think my favorite character would probably have to be North, played by Elijah Wood, because he was really funny and he did a fantastic job, and his reaction to all of the families that he went around to was so funny, because they all seemed so perfect, like they were going to be the perfect family, they related to him, they appreciated him, he was like their number one goal and their number one attention. and. Right when he was about to be like, okay, I'm going to come live with you, he realized that there was, you know, a twist to the perfect family and that it wasn't so perfect and that, you know, there was a hidden thing that was actually quite funny. And I thought his reactions to that were very comical and very great. Yeah,
4: because like sometimes people can have a really weird glitch. They look perfect on the outside and you go and you eat dinner with them something and they're having like this really weird thing.
0: Yeah, there was this one family that I thought was really funny where he went – it was the first family he went to in Texas, and these people – were the biggest and the best of Texas because they say everything in Texas has to be the biggest and the best. That was their motto. So they had this huge limousine that was like four times the size of any limousine I've ever seen. And they had, um, this huge house and all of this land and everything, you know, about them was just so huge and over the top. And he was like, wow, this is perfect. But then the family, they're like, they kept trying to get him to eat and eat and eat. And he's like, well, why do I have to eat so much? And he's like, well, We used to have a son whose name was Buck, and he was the biggest and the best, and he could eat more than anything in this whole world, and he was so huge, and you're the best, but you need to become the biggest. And he was like, um, I don't think that's going to work out. So it was just little funny things that everybody had.
4: So your favorite character was North. Is there any other favorite characters you had besides North? My um, my other,
0: I had a lot of, I liked everyone in this film. Everybody did a really great job and really worked together and added sort of a unique flavor and personality to this film that worked really nice. But I think something else that I really liked about this film was um, one of the characters. He had a different name and everything, but everywhere that North went to try out his different families, this guy was there, but he kept, he was like a different person, but he was the same actor and he looked the same and everything. And he always gave North really good advice. And I thought he was a really good character as well.
4: Oh, cool. So did North actually go door to door and knocking on their doors or did he use some kind of other communication?
0: He actually used um, another form of communication. Everybody in the world apparently found out um, how amazing he was and that he was such a great boy and such a great son to have. And so he actually started getting letters and first class tickets from every city and every country, everywhere, of all of these families being like, We're the best, we're the best, you have to come out here. So he actually wasn't searching around for families, families were searching around for him. Um
4: so Raven who would you
0: recommend this film to? Um I would recommend this film like I said before to everybody. Um but I also think you know if you're not going to watch this with your family, I don't think this is a film that I would necessarily watch with my friends or like I wouldn't sit down and be like oh we should watch this movie. I'd watch more of like an age appropriate so film with your for family? me. Mm-hmm. I think this one was good for, like, everybody with your family. I would definitely sit down and watch this for family movie night. But I also think that for if you're just going to watch this by yourself, I think that parents could sit down and watch this with their maybe 6 to 11-year-olds. And then also 6 to 11-year-olds could just watch this with their friends or by themselves.
4: So, It'd be really fun to watch, I can tell. You're telling me so much about it and how it's so funny. And I just can't wait to watch this movie. I'll have to try to get it from Rani. Um, But is there anything else that you really liked about this film other than the actors? and Or do you have, like, a favorite scene or something in this film? Well, I think
0: that my favorite scene would probably have to be when North goes to Hawaii because the family there is really really funny and they're so hilarious and I don't want to give it away because that's the funniest part but um the family has a very hilarious twist to them and it's so funny and um I think that's probably my favorite scene and another thing that I really like about this film is the cinematography because it's you know it's so great this film is from um 1994 so it's a bit older and I wasn't oh I, wow yeah, I, expecting the cinematography to be so great, but when I was watching it, it was just like watching a modern film because the cinematography was fantastic.
4: Oh, cool. So, this sounds like a really good film, even though it was that old, it seemed like it wasn't that old, did it? No,
0: it actually didn't seem that old at all. It was super fantastic. And like you said, Makai, you should definitely watch it right away, and I think everybody should watch this film, North. It's super funny. Well, it looks like we're out of time. Mikai, thank you so much for interviewing me and asking me about this hilarious film. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
5: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
2: This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page and hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming attraction on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and
0: welcome back to Kids First Coming attraction. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the old Disney classic, Beauty and the Beast, which is now re-restored in 3D, and it comes out in theaters Friday, January 13th. So, Anthony, everybody knows the classic tale of Beauty, Belle, and she meets the Beast, and they fall in love, but why don't you recap a little bit more detail of the story? Well,
6: like, Belle does meet the Beast and all that. But when you when you see it in three D, it really the emotion really comes out, and you really get to see how the movie works. Like um, I think most people know when the beast comes back into a human, and all those lights come down. That really felt like it was actually coming straight at you.
0: Yeah, I remember. Um, I've seen the original you know, just cartoon version of the film so many times, and the fact that it's coming out in 3D, I think is absolutely amazing. I remember um, watching The Lion King that came out in 3D in camp, and I thought that was really cool. So, could you sort of tell me a little bit how The Lion King 3D related to Beauty and the Beast 3D? Well, they were
6: both 3D, and stuff really came at you. It really felt like you were inside the movie, actually. doing what they were.
0: So, why don't you tell me a little bit more about the cinematography and how you thought the film came to life with the 3D? Well,
6: it really felt like it actually came to life. I saw that most people, when I took off my glasses, they were actually reaching out and trying to get it. Mm -hmm. So, I thought most people really liked the 3D and it was a lot better.
0: Mm -hmm. I can just imagine how spectacular it would be. And I think I could definitely see myself as being one of those people that's reaching out, you know, trying to grab onto all the characters and things like that. So speaking of the characters, Anthony, do you think that you have a favorite character in this film? Well,
6: I know there's a lot of main characters that I could pick, but what I would say is Chip. Because he's Mm -hmm. such a really, like, good guy. He um, helped Val escape, Val
0: and
6: his father escape to help the beast, and, she,
0: and he's so, just so funny. I think that my favorite character would have to be Chip as well, because I think he's so cute and he's so funny, and, um, you know, he's just so innocent, and I also think another one of my favorite characters would definitely have to be Lumiere because, um, you know, I'm totally into acting. I love acting. And I did this huge musical of Beauty and the Beast, and I was Lumiere, and I just loved it so much. And I think he's such a fantastic character and so funny. So he's definitely one of my favorites. So, Anthony, do you think you have a favorite scene or a scene that you thought was particularly great in 3D? I just think that my favorite
6: part is... Like um, like everybody knows about a funny cat at the end of the movie when they all turn back into a human. The chip, he says a really funny line called, "Do I still have to sleep in the cupboard?" Even though he was already turned back into a boy. So I thought that was really really funny.
0: Yeah, I remember um that line in the movie. That's so funny. So I just I can't get over that they actually made this film back in 3D. So, Anthony, have you seen the original version of Beauty and the Beast?
6: Yeah, I've seen the regular one in 2D, but I still think that probably the 3D effects like added a lot to the movie and was better than the 2D.
0: And do you think that the emotion of this film was captured even better now that there's 3D involved in it?
6: Yeah, it really captured the movie. And sometimes you can't really see what's going on in there. And then you could, like, in 3D, you could actually see everything inside.
0: You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking about the film Beauty and the Beast 3D, which premieres in in theaters Friday the 13th. So right now we're talking about Beauty and the Beast, and um, Anthony was telling me about it and how with the 3D, it makes it so much crisper and so great and so fantastic. And I could just see it being so much more in-depth and so great. So, Anthony, why don't you tell me about what age group you think this would be?
6: Well, I would probably think the age group, uh, well, all ages, because the scary parts in the movie aren't that bad. The Beast makes kids, some younger kids, but only for a minute. And then throughout the movie, they learn that he is really nice.
0: Yeah, you definitely are able to see the characteristics of the beast develop, and you're able to see how he transforms and he becomes this sort of hard, cruel person. And then... um you know, he he just develops into such a wonderful character. And Anthony, I just want to say again, thank you so much for being on the call with us because, you know, I know that you're calling in so it might be a little bit more difficult, but I appreciate that. Um So Anthony, how many stars do you think that you would give this film on a scale of one to five? Five. Mhm. And why is that?
6: Because it's just so a funny movie. It, there's, like I said, there's hardly any scary parts. The 3D is better. I don't think I can really judge this movie.
0: Mhm. And so do you think that parents would take their kids to go see this and parents would be able to see an old classic and be able to think that it's so fantastic now that it's revised?
6: I think most people would think um, this is a really good movie. And I hope everyone who's listening does too.
0: And I'm so excited to go see this film right away in theaters when it comes out on Friday. And I hope that the rest of our audience will as well, like you said. So what did you think about the overall production of the film with the 3D and the voice acting and the music and everything like that?
6: What well, I thought everything was great. Everything mm-hmm.
0: was captured in the movie. And what do you think about all of the musical numbers? Do you think you have a favorite musical number? Um, yeah, be our guest. And why do you like that? It's just such a funny song. It, there's so
6: many things that they say in there, so many, like, um rhymes. It's mm-hmm. just a really, really good song.
0: I think that's probably my favorite um, part of the movie and my favorite song as well, because it's such... You know, this grand, they put everything together. It's so fantastic. It's um, very well prepared. And it's this huge, big musical number for Belle. And it's very over the top and very extraordinary. And then I also think another one of my favorite songs would have to be Tale as Old as Time because that's just such a classic. And that's a song that everybody knows. And it's very beautiful. Do you think that you related to this story in any way? I can't
6: really think of something that I may... Um, just, oh, yeah, Um. like, Belle is usually is really, really quiet. I like peace and quiet.
0: And do you think that if you could see yourself as one character, who do you think you could see yourself as? That's a
6: really, really, really hard choice.
0: I think because that I could probably see you as being Chip.
6: Yeah, because he's a really, really cool character. I, yeah, I would probably say Chip.
0: So do you think that this film delivers any good morals and anything, you know, that the audience members can take out of this and use in their daily lives?
6: I think there might, just might have been one. Mm -hmm. It's like you fight someone, like if someone's trying to fight you, don't fight them back. You'll just get yourself into more trouble. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I also think another really good message that this movie puts out for all ages and all audience members is that, you know, first impressions are difficult, but appearance isn't always everything. And the beast really seems like this cruel, hard person or hard beast that isn't going to, you know, warm up and you're not going to see a better side of him and that it's just going to be terrible for Belle the whole time. But as the film develops, you really see that deep within him, he has this really great personality and he's so fun to be around and all that you just needed to get past was his looks and I think that that can be used in everyday life where you know don't judge a book by its cover basically so Anthony I know that your three-year-old little sister went to the film with you and she was afraid of Beast in the very beginning of the film but she was okay with his character as the film developed could you talk a little bit more about that
6: well yeah they do get a little scared at first and the beast keeps yelling and he's just like smashing most things. But then later on in the movie, he's all—he's really, really nice and most people aren't scared of him anymore.
0: And I also think since we were talking about moralities and things like that, I also think another message um, that might not be the biggest one, but it's just Gaston. He is so full of himself. And he, you know, he's so cocky and things like that. And he doesn't really have that many real friends because of that. So another message is, you know, not really to be too full of yourself and to be kind to others and treat people the way you want to be treated. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Anthony. Thank you so much for calling us all the way from San Diego and telling us about Beauty and the Beast 3D, which comes out January 13th. So be sure to go see that as soon as you can. This film is going to be fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming Kids First film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
2: Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.